For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's February 8th. This is Full Press Kraken. I'm Rich Anselmo. Well, this is not how we wanted to start the post-All-Star break. The Kraken went out to Long Island, hoping to get their third series sweep of the season, as they've previously done to Buffalo and Pittsburgh, but it didn't happen. The Kraken were behind the eight ball from the first minute, when they lost Andre Burakovsky to a lower leg injury less than a minute into the game. And while Martin Jones made some big saves, lapses in the Kraken's defensive game allowed the Islanders to build a lead they would never give up. Four New York scores through the first two periods of the game were enough to close the door for Seattle. The Kraken couldn't break through Ilya Sorokin, who turned away all 45 unblocked shots sent his way to earn his second consecutive shutout. The 4-0 final marks just the second time this season the Kraken haven't scored a goal in a game. It took a while to shake off that rust. Many teams struggle to return to playing form after extended time away from the ice. While the Kraken have the most wins over an opponent playing in the second game of a back-to-back this season with eight, they've also struggled coming back after five or more days off. They're 0-4-2. This game was the first Seattle had played in nine days, and the rust did show. After a quick start offensively, the Kraken were on the receiving end of most of the quality shots created in the first period. Seattle actually shot the puck more than the Islanders did in the opening period, but far more of the Islanders' chances came from in close to the net and off sustained pressure. The Islanders had seven slot shots to Seattle's two. With the Islanders spending more time on the attack, it set up the first goal of the night. Samuel Bolduck scored his first NHL goal after the Islanders won an offensive zone faceoff win eight minutes into the game. It was just the beginning of the end, as the Islanders have a record of 18-7-2 when scoring first. The Islanders' second goal in the game was scored by Simon Holstrom. After four New York shot attempts, J.P. Peugeot sent a pass from behind the net to set up Holstrom, who was uncontested in front of the net. And this was a crucial mistake by two defensemen who chased the puck behind the net instead of staying in the slot. Let's talk about puck possession. Going into the second period, Seattle needed to manage the puck better But ultimately, the Kraken were victims of their own play just a few too many times, and it set up goals for the Islanders. The third goal of the game, a Zach Parise tip of a Peugeot shot, came off an unfortunate bounce of a blocked shot with the Kraken defense 
working to prevent scoring chances. The fourth came off a lost possession as well. Matt Barzell stole the puck from Yanni Gord along the boards and set up Bo Horvat for his first goal as an Islander. And that just made the crowd crazy. They were loud as it was. As a result of the Burakovsky injury, Dave Haxtell had to shuffle his lines. He mainly looked to Ryan Donato, a player who Haxtell has praised for his versatility quite often, to fill the hole to the right side of Matty Beneers. Beneers, Donato, and Jaden Schwartz played the third most minutes of all Kraken forward lines and through two periods didn't just tilt the ice in Seattle's favor in terms of shot volume, they generated 55% of all shot quality when they were on the ice. Ilya Sorokin's 31 saves gave him his fifth shutout of the season and his 15th for his career. Islanders captain Anders Lee said, there's a lot of belief in this group, a lot of energy, and you are seeing now a little bit of momentum. It's a tough game for them coming out of the break, so we were able to take advantage of that. Horvat looked right at home. This was his second game, and his goal was the 32nd of the year. Horvat said, I'm not going to lie, it definitely felt good. I've got to take a bit of a deep breath. It felt even better to score it at home than on top of that get the win made it that much sweeter, end quote. Kraken coach Dave Haxtall said, we made too many mistakes that ended up in direct opportunities against us. We could not find a way to give ourselves energy. One goal might have been able to change a little bit of momentum. I don't think that momentum was ever there. I just think they were a step behind play all night. Let's take a look at some numbers. Some overall stuff. The shots on goal were 31-27 Seattle, but the shot quality was 3.0 for the Islanders to 1.6 for the Kraken. In 5-on-5 offense, the numbers look good. Offensive possession time was 6 minutes and 5 seconds for Seattle, 4.46 for the Islanders. The puck was in the offensive zone for Seattle 43% of the time to 37% for the Islanders. Shot attempts, counting all shots, not just shots on goal, were 57 for Seattle, 52 for the Islanders. Oliver Bjorkstrand led the game with eight shot attempts. And five-on-five defense, the entry denial percentage was 56 for Seattle, 51 for the Islanders. The zone exit percentage, that's getting that puck out, was 84% for Seattle to 69% for the Islanders. Defensive zone blocked pass percentage, 19% for Seattle, 13% for the Islanders. Each team was 0-1 on the power play. Seattle had six shots attempts, Five shots on goal on its power play. The Islanders had two shot attempts, and both were on goal. As far as the goaltending goes, Martin Jones faced 27 shots and stopped 23. 
Ilya Sorokin stopped all 31 shots he faced. The goals saved number, which is the percentage of goals saved above and beyond the shots, was a negative 1-0 for Seattle and a plus 1.6 for the Islanders. This was a quality start for Sorokin, and he didn't have to steal the game. Hits, 31-25 for Seattle. Block shots, 17-13 for the Islanders. Giveaways, the Islanders gave the puck away more, 14-7. Takeaways were 6-4 to the Islanders. Hits were 31-25 for Seattle. Faceoffs, the Islanders had 30 for 59%. The Kraken had 21 for 41%. The Islanders improved to 22-5-2 in scoring at least three times, including shootout winners. Some game notes. Seattle defenseman Justin Schultz returned to practice but did not dress. He has missed the team's previous six games and remains on injured reserve. Islander defenseman Scott Mayfield picked up his 100th career point on the opening goal. Mayfield and Ryan Pollock each skated in their 400th game, becoming the 51st and 52nd player in Islanders franchise history to do that. Kraken defenseman Will Borgen skated in his 100th NHL game. I'm at the nail salon. What? I'm at the grocery store. What? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Let's take a quick look at a Seattle player of the future. Today, we're going to talk about David Goyette. There's an old saying in hockey, you can never have too many centers, and that's true. Whether as part of the lineup or as a valuable trade asset, there's always an interest in a talented center. Thanks to a 2022 trade deadline deal with the Calgary Flames that sent Kelly Yarncroke to Calgary, Kraken general manager Ron Francis added a second round 2022 NHL draft pick that he used on Sudbury Wolf's center, David Goyette. The left-hander did not turn 19 until May, yet he has been remarkably consistent. Goyette piled up 73 points in 66 OHL games as a 17-year-old. He's well ahead of that pace this season with 61 points in 42 games thus far. The 5-foot-10-inch, 174-pound Goyette was among the best skaters in last year's draft. He can execute at top speed and finished last season strong with 57 points and 29 goals and 28 assists in his final 45 games. A good chunk of his success comes from above-average skating. While he may not be considered a burner, his initial acceleration enables him to reach his top speed within his first few strides. He stays on pucks inside the offensive zone by keeping his feet moving 
to get to 50-50 pucks first or get up and under sticks and push through board battles to extend plays. He's doing all this for a team that isn't exactly a world beater. The Wolves are down near the bottom of the OHL Eastern Conference standings with just 19 wins in 47 games. All scouts agree on his excellent skating ability, the number one attribute any player can have. It all starts there, especially for a Kraken club that pushes the pace and turns up the pressure. He would fit right in, and most believe he has top six NHL forward potential. He has shown the ability to carry an offense and play in all situations. Obviously, that won't be happening in the immediate future as he continues to grow and work on the finer points of his game and his awareness around the ice surface. Like so many OHL players, including a handful of Kraken prospects, Goyette missed a season in the OHL because of the COVID pandemic. He missed what would have been his rookie 16-year-old campaign. Add that to the fact that he's still growing and getting stronger, and some people consider him too light. His development track in multiple areas remains a work in progress. Goyette is able to dart through opposing defenses and create havoc in the offensive zone. Consistency and a lack of strength are notable areas in need of improvement in his game, and sometimes his compete level is not what it should be. Yet, he still produces. Goyette will be a strong part of the conversation for Team Canada at the 2024 World Junior Championship that starts this coming December. He's growing up, and the Kraken will be patient. It'll be fun to see what Goyette looks like and how he performs come the start of next season. And that just about wraps up another full press Kraken. I'm Rich Anselmo. I will be back tomorrow with another game preview. We play again on Thursday against the Devils. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the day.